Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 93 of Teacher Talk, Sweaty Teaching and Am I Doing It Right? I think teaching is the ultimate act of creativity. When we create a lesson plan or when we put our own spin on a project about the Civil War or ask our class to move, to move their bodies in order to learn a new word or a new term, it is creating something that has never existed before. But let's get real. Teaching on its best days is like doing stand-up comedy to 13-year-olds who will tell you immediately when you bomb on stage, and middle schoolers will let you have it. It's about timing and reading the room, because what works for one section of our greatest critics, our students, might bomb in the very next class or section. So built into our teaching, we have a lot of external critics. We have not only the students we teach, but maybe the parents who come back and tell us about what their son or daughter says about what we teach. I believe, particularly when we see someone who makes teaching look so easy, so effortless, teaching is an art because teaching is a creative act. And creation, by definition, is an act of vulnerability. For new and for seasoned veteran teachers, sometimes just being at school means we have to do it sweaty. In both our school lives and our personal lives, fear, that old inner critic, and yes, perspiration, comes whenever we do anything that feels big and vulnerable. And certain situations at school can create that fear and vulnerability for all of us. But here are just a few that make me sweat. Speaking up for yourself in a contract negotiation with your principal or head of school. Asking for help. Opening your mouth in a faculty meeting so afraid that whatever you have to say might either be unpopular or certainly will get you fired. Standing up to an abusive parent or parents in a parent-teacher conference meeting or any other kind of meeting, disagreeing with, well, anyone, saying no to any request, and admitting to a colleague or your division head that yes, As a human being, you messed up. So yes, teaching and classrooms and schools can be very sweaty places. And when faced with vulnerability, it makes sense 
that our inner critic and its voice or voices go on high alert saying things like, am I doing this right? Does my work really matter? Am I enough? No, my work is stupid. I shouldn't be speaking up in this meeting. I should have figured this out by now. What's wrong with me? Oh, there must be something wrong with me. So how do we befriend that voice? How do we befriend our inner critic? Well, I have three steps, three suggestions, and here they are. Step one is just to expect your inner critic. We know that our critic and its voice will be in any big thing we want to do. And we might even rehearse what the critic will say. We can expect the critic. And somehow in just naming it, we can tame it. I often like to name it by imagining that my critic is like my favorite scene in a movie and I can predict it like, oh, this is the part where my inner critic gets really loud. This is the part where I doubt myself. This is the part where I completely abandon my values. Just naming it is a good way to expect your inner critic. The second step is to get clear on your why so that you don't abandon yourself. Maybe your value is to be courageous and try something new in class. Maybe your value is to reach that one hard student that is hard to reach. It almost doesn't matter if you fail. You haven't abandoned yourself if you do it. And sometimes that means we've got to do it sweaty. The third step in helping you to befriend your inner critic is to have someone in your life who picks you up and dusts you off and says things like, yeah, maybe that didn't work, but you tried it. Or sure, that wasn't a great move, but you were courageous. You were brave to even do it. This is the person who loves you warts and all. This is the person who you can just be you with. We need these three steps to tame our inner critic because Teaching is a creative act, and the world needs you to do it. The world needs you to do it sweaty. You are enough, you do enough, and you can do it sweaty. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share Teacher Talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.